1: It is 621 on your home of the Irish, Sports Radio 960 WSBT. I'm Darren Pritchett. Friday night at Steel Stadium. It is senior night, plus a terrific football game in store for all the fans coming out to Steel Stadium. Mishawaka, 6-0 in the season, ranked number one in 5A, taking on 6-0 Northwood, who is number five in 4A. The winner has a leg up in winning the Northern Lakes conference championship this is fun two great teams going toe-to-toe two great communities coming together and i would say get there early it's going to be a big crowd for some high school football on a cool friday night just the way that you want it and the head coach of the mishawaka caveman keith kinder is kind enough to join me for a couple of moments here on wsbt radio coach good to catch up with you as always thank you so much for your time how are you
2: just got off the practice field we've uh, you know we've had three really good days of, of preparation, so you know kind of doing the review tomorrow and uh, excited for the opportunity that we have
1: coach. We talked a couple of weeks ago before the Goshen game, and I asked you about what comes with being ranked in the state, and you talked about hey it's kind of rat poison. you have to remind the kids that hey it's a great honor, but it's all about what you do on the field, and I know being number one in the state, as you said, you don't get any trophies for that You know, going into Week 7, but I would have to imagine there is, at at the very least, a lot of pride in the community and the high school that it's really special when you see Mishawaka and number one in the state. So I know it doesn't mean anything, but at the same time, I I would have to imagine you and the football team are very proud of that.
2: Yeah, you know, I think the i think it's something that the community uh can be excited about we are so focused on just getting better that to be honest with you i i addressed it on saturday with our kids because i kind of anticipated that it would happen based on you know who lost last week and just said you know you can be inwardly proud of that which i am but we're not going to talk about it we're not going to talk about the rankings we're not going to talk about who beat who and and who's in our sectional and this stuff, we are focused on one thing, and that's this week. And so, I, to be honest with you, I haven't heard a single person talk about it this mm. week except for, you know, the questions that I've gotten asked in, in, like during interviews, whether it be radio or, or newspaper. So, sure. um, again, we've had a good week because we're focused on what's, what's coming this week.
1: Has it been easy to treat this like any other week, a normal week, knowing what's on the line from a conference standpoint?
2: Yeah cuz because to us this is this is a conference championship game just like last week was and just like next week will be. So, you know, we're we're in the position that we're in because we have we have treated each week like a championship week and this is really good practice and this is what I've told our kids is this is really good practice for the tournament, right? So, we had a we had a really nice program win last Friday and guess what? When you wake up the next morning it doesn't matter yeah. because what matters now is what you do this week and that's that's what that's what's really going to be the case in a month and so this is great practice for us yeah we got a nice win we're excited about the win but if we want to keep this thing going then we can't we can't really celebrate what we've done we've got to focus on what we need to do
1: Coach, it sure seemed like last week in that matchup against Warsaw, you take the early lead, 8 nothing, and then your defense comes up with a turnover to set up your offense. I know your offense has been pretty consistent throughout the year. You had that big shootout with Northridge a few weeks ago, but that had to be a big moment for your defense, creating that early opportunity for your offense to kind of set the tone for that game.
2: Yeah, I, I, I've been really pleased with the way our defense has played all year, even in the Northridge game. Um, we got a fourth down stop in the red zone. Uh, we turned it over on offense in the red zone and held them to a field goal. Like we've come up with, we've come up with big plays on the defensive side of the ball, um, throughout the first six weeks. It's a group that has grown up and matured. Uh, they're playing at a higher level than they were five, six weeks ago. They're playing harder than they were five or six weeks ago. So, um, and we turned the ball over. We turned them over five times, you know, yeah. and and that was huge in the game. We actually forced, I think, eight fumbles, and they weren't like Warsaw just was dropping the ball on the ground. Like these were actual forced fumbles because we're running to the football, because we're taking care of our assignment, and those kinds of things. So we've been really pleased with the with the the development of this group, particularly since we start three sophomores on it.
1: Mm. Keith Kinder, head coach of Mishawaka football. My guest, when you flip on the tape of Northwood's offense, what immediately stands out?
2: Their speed. Um, they, they, they don't have, you know, so in high school football, uh, until you get late in the tournament or, you know, Indianapolis area type stuff, like, there's typically a guy that an offense is hiding um, or that is not a threat they have threats in all of the spots and all, basically all six of the skilled spots. Their quarterback, is a, he's got a really talented arm and he can run uh, and extend plays. Um, their back is a really good player. And then they can go four wide and all four of the guys can score from anywhere on the field and all four of the guys can get behind us because they're fast. So um, just their speed on the offensive side of the ball and then, you know, I, I've said this to anybody that that asks me. Um, this will be our third time playing Northwood, and we don't we have never played anyone that plays harder than uh, Nate Andrews' coach team. Like their their kids just play hard for 48 straight minutes. So um, it's going to be in terms of the speed on the field, it's going to be the fastest team that we've played, and, and that's something that's a concern. Just because how long does it take us to get accustomed to the speed of the game, and so that'll be a crucial part for us early on Friday.
1: Coach Kinder, when I called the game at Goshen a couple of weeks ago, you came out with a game plan where you were gonna throw the football a whole lot more than you did in the previous games of the season. As you look at your passing game over the last couple of weeks and how it's developed in practice, are you seeing a big difference? Is it now more of a weapon that you can count on in this game and more important games down the road as well?
2: Well, yeah, and I think that the the important thing is that it's not necessarily the number of times that we throw the football in a game, Mm -hmm. but it's are we throwing the ball when we want to or when we have to? So if we're throwing the ball when we have to, we're not very efficient. When we throw the ball when we want to because the defense is giving us something or they're not paying attention to our receivers because they're so focused on the run game. Like, we threw the ball twice last week, uh, but once was in a really important – it was on our first possession. It was a scenario where we felt like the corner wasn't paying attention to Ace Troyer. And so we completed the ball for nineteen yards, and the second time it was a third and long, and we threw it up and it got picked and you know they they were down at the one yard line and and to me that's still like a a positive because we force a we force a fumble on you know two plays later and we're in the end zone after that so it, the big thing for us is making sure that we we have it available when we want it, and that if we get into a scenario where we have to at least we can resemble a passing offense. So, uh the Goshen game that you saw it was a it was a focus of ours to to get ourselves in positions to where we can have game like reps with things that we think we're going to need.
1: Coach, I know it's all about wins and losses, but I bet from a coach's perspective, you are as concerned about is your team improving week in and week out? And, of course, you want to peak in the coming weeks heading into the postseason. As you evaluate your football team right now from where it was before game number one against Marion, how much of an improved football team do you have?
2: I think we're very improved. And I think the things that, that we were concerned with, um, for the most part, we've gotten answers to those and we have found the solutions to them. Um, I think we're... In a situation right now where we're as healthy um, as we've been and and you said it best like as much as it is about we want to win games it's ultimately about are we getting better and putting in ourselves putting ourselves in a position to to win the sectional to advance as deep as possible into the tournament and a game like this Friday win or lose is going to make each team better for that and and that's the ultimate goal is, is to play for as long as you can so you know we're we're in a really good position right now. Uh, I think that you know a concern that I had early on in the year um, was how would we handle uh, how would we handle it when a team threatened us vertically down the field that hasn't really happened yet, and it's going to happen this Friday. So we're going to find out a lot about our secondary this Friday because they're going to take some shots down the field, and, and we're going to find out how we hold up against really good players
1: coach i know at the college and nfl level there are all these grades that are handed out there's all these stats breaking down how players play on a week in and week out basis how do you evaluate your quarterback brady fisher after each game to figure out if he is making the right decisions with the football and how well is he graded out recently
2: well the the big the big thing that we do um, on Saturday mornings is you know we we sit down and we watch the film with with our entire team um, they they separate by position group and they're they're graded live you know in front of the screen so where they can watch it. Um, and the big thing for Brady has been you know is he is he making sure that we're in the right play if we have a play called and it's not a good play, does he check out of that play? And if he doesn't check out of the out of that play, we want to show him on Saturday morning and and teach him for future weeks. And so he's really he's really started to grasp the whole picture and what we're trying to accomplish offensively. And and so you know the growth in that area is when that's when we make the biggest improvements on offense. It's when it's not when our our quarterback is a good player. It's when our quarterback is a good player and he understands exactly what we're trying to accomplish and what we're looking for, and he has reached that stage where, you know, we'll uh, in practice our offensive coordinator Kyle Shaw will will call something on the script that is bad just to see if Brady catches it, and and he has started oh. to catch those kinds of things, and he'll he'll turn around and say, "Hey, you told me." monday you didn't like this and he's like yep you're right good job you know what i mean and so that's that's where we're at right now is is making sure that brady is in a mental uh place where he understands that stuff because that's how you win these kinds of games is you know we can we can do so much from the sidelines but ultimately ultimately it's going to be him that sees it and gets us into the right thing and makes the best decisions
1: do you guys script the first ten or fifteen offensive plays, or is that something you can't do with your style of wing T offense?
2: No, we so we we typically know what formation we want to start in, and okay. we know the, what what formations we want to show in our first possession. So our first possession is typically information gathering. So mm. we know we know what we know what formation we want to be in, and we know a general three to four plays that we think are good, but we're ultimately looking for how do you line up to to each of our three or four what we think are our three or four favorite formations and then we we adjust from there so offensively we're probably a little bit more vanilla on our first possession you know less read plays more automatic gives to the fullback or automatic keeps for the quarterback or some tosses and stuff in there just just so we know for sure what the read plays are who we're reading you know and that sort of thing so that we can eliminate mistakes
1: I love when you guys score a touchdown early in the football game it seems like you go for two and as the game goes on then you'll kick extra points is there any philosophy or thinking that goes into wanting to go for two after that first touchdown to maybe take that eight nothing lead rather than seven nothing
2: Right. so we so we decided this two seasons ago. Um, we we went and, and listened to some clinic speakers, and, and I listened to some some Google Meets on, on being aggressive early on two-pointers. And it does a couple of things. I think, number one, with what we do offensively, you would like to have the confidence that you're going to be able to get three yards. Mm-hmm. All right? And so you're going to put yourself in a position where you're up eight to nothing. If – your opponent scores, now they have a decision to make. Are they going to chase you, or are they going to kick? And if they chase you, then they've got to be as good at two-pointers as you are, and the likelihood of that happening is not very great because they don't practice it as much as you do. Uh. So you're now in a scenario where if you stop them, you're up eight to six, and now you score a touchdown, and you've got a two-score lead. You've scored two touchdowns. Your opponent scored one touchdown, but you're actually up two scores on them and that's it's just the numbers game that we try to play and so um we we're confident that even if we score on the first one and we don't get the two-pointer well now we can chase ourselves and eventually we're going to write the ship because that's the kind of confidence that we have so if you decide to kick and you make the game eight to seven well if we score and make it to we now have the ability to go for two again and put ourselves back in that same situation where you've scored one touchdown and we've scored two, but we're actually up two scores on you. So we're really just trying to play a little math game within the
1: game. I love that. That's a really good way of thinking about it. Hey, as you look ahead to Friday night, Obviously, football game is the focus. You mix in senior night and coach, there's always extra emotions that go into a senior night. How do you handle all the emotion that goes into the game? And then you got that senior day thing happening as well.
2: Well, I think the I think the right approach is to tell the kids that you want them to enjoy the moment, to embrace everything that goes along with it. It is a celebration with you and the people who have shown you this great amount of love and support for the past 17 18 years of your life and so it's important that that you soak that moment in all the while understanding that there's still a job at hand and there's enough time in between you know they're going to announce the seniors and their parents at 6:40 we're going to kick off at 7 there's a 20 minute window in there where there's time to to, to reset the emotions, get our mind focused on the game. Uh, we do something really neat at our place, and uh, our our play, our senior players, when they go to see their parents at the track, they will deliver their parent a handwritten note uh, thanking them for the amount of time, effort, love, energy that they've poured into them. And then the parent will hand their son a handwritten note mm. telling them how proud they are of them! How much joy it's given them, you know, watching them grow up and, and be a part of something special. The only rule that I have is that our kids don't uh, read that letter before kickoff. In 2018, I learned the hard way. I walk into the locker room before we play Marion in my first year, and, and I'm staring at uh, ten kids bawling their eyes out. Oh, so no. I decided then and there that <laughs> that we were gonna we were gonna pass on reading the letter until. <laughs> Once the game is over
1: <laughs> that's that was a good choice, no doubt about that. Hey, coach, best of luck Friday night. the game will be on ninety six one the ton, six forty five pregame, seven o'clock kick and it should be a dandy of a football game Mishawaka and Northwood again fans if you're coming out get there early because we're expecting a humongous crowd for this matchup and coach I know your team will be ready to go best of luck to you and your football team and we'll talk to you again down the road
2: hey thanks a lot for having me
1: you bet thank you coach Keith Kinder, the excellent head coach of the Mishawaka Caveman football team, 6-0, ranked number one in 5A, taking on Northwood, who is 6-0, the ranked number five in 4A, Friday night, 7 o'clock, from Steel Stadium, the game on 96-1, the ton. It is 21 minutes in front of 7 o'clock at WSBT.
0: Hey, this is Sean Stiers.